Cover two. Welcome, everybody, to the Cover 2 Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm here with my man, Hooman. How's it going today, Hooman? Hey, Will. It's going really well. Looking forward to going over some more in-depth rankings today. Uh, We've got something fun on tap today with our running back rankings, and we're going to give you the running back ones and our running back two. So that means our top 24 in the running back category. And as Human said, with the top 24, we're going to be dealing with a full PPR. So if you are thinking which one we're going with, that's what we're talking about. Uh, I think that's the most general uh, where you should be in a league in that way because it just gives everybody the options. And if we do have anyone new to fantasy sports, and maybe this is the first time you're really getting ready and you're, you decide, hey, let's listen to a podcast to prime ourselves for the fantasy football season. If you're not familiar with the terminology, PPR is points per reception. That means a running back or receiver or any a tight end, a skill position player gets a full point for each reception they get. They do have half point PPRs where you get half point, And then there's standard leagues where you don't get any points at all for a reception. And that's not a lot of fun, that's for sure. No, no, no. We like we like to look at the catches and be like, point, point, point. That's right. Well, let's get started. We're going to start with our running back twos. And, Hooman, you, let's uh, go through who you think is your 24 through 13. Yeah, so looking at 24 through 13 here, starting at the bottom at 24, I've got Chase Edmonds at 23. This might be a little bit of a shock here because the ADP is a little bit higher. Miles Sanders at 23. Mike Davis at 22. Miles Gaskin at 21. J.K. Dobbins at 20, Josh Jacobs at 19, David Montgomery at the 18th. Uh, I've got DeAndre Swift at 17, Chris Carson at 16, Najee Harris at 15. I really want to rank him higher, but I'm going to hold off on that for that right now until we get some more camp reports here. Then I've got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at 14, and Antonio Gibson right outside of of the running back one at number 13. Well, that's interesting because I have a, a couple of the same ones that uh, you you threw out. Um, I actually have Chris Carson just back um, in my top uh, 24 um, at 24. I got Javante Williams. Um, I'm really – I think that he's going to be the number one back, so I'm really liking him in that Jets offense. Chase Edmonds at 22. Montgomery at 21. I got Joe Mixon at 20. Raheem Moister at 19. Gaskin at 18, James Robinson at 17, uh, J.K. Dobbins at 16, Najee Harris at 15, and then, of course, I've got Antonio Gibson and then our friend Mike Davis rounding it out. So I really want to put Javonta Williams in there uh, as well because I do think they are going to be committed to him. I'm not so certain how soon we're going to see Javonta Williams. I'm hoping we see him maybe by the second, third game, kind of take the mantle there. I just, as far as preseason rankings at this point, I wasn't ready to put him in there just yet. Uh, But that's definitely one that I really wanted to get on top of as you have. Well, I understand it. It is a, one of those risk, you know, stash in a way in the late rounds could be a really good breakout for you, or you know he could be a little bit of a bust if he doesn't get the time he's supposed to. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to move into our running back ones now, and my first running back one, so the 12th highest-rated running back that I've got is Cam Akers, and he's actually at the top of my Tier 4 of running backs. 
at number 12. He's got an ADP right now of 2.08. So having him a little bit lower right here is not indicative of his ADP. I just I take a look at the running backs ahead of him. I I think I would choose them over him if given the option. Uh, I do love the idea of Cam Akers this year. Just I think we've talked about this a little bit before where we're not so sure as to exactly how this offense is going to look with Matthew Stafford. So that's why I've got Cam Akers here as the last or the bottom end of running back one. That's uh, good. That's a good pick. I mean, he he's a little higher for me this this on um, this actual ranking. I'm actually going to go with uh, Austin Eckler as my number twelve. I think that you know after last season with his injury, um, I know he did come in strong at the very end uh, of this last year. However, for me, I think that because of the injury he's had and shown that other people are behind him that are going to get that carries. Um, I do think that his catches could bring him much higher in this ranking, but I'm going at number 12 uh, with Austin Eckler. And that moves to my number 11, uh, where I'm going to take uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I think last year's rookie year, you know, he struggled a little bit, but you can't lose out on a guy that's in the best offense in the NFL. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I love Hilaire. Even though I had him at 14, I think he's one of those guys that I'm going to be targeting probably in that third round, um, which he's he's the guy in Kansas City on the best offense in the NFL. Uh, he did not – he had a very underwhelming rookie season, and I think he's going to have that bounce back this year. And if I have the chance to take him in that third round, I'm going to jump on that. So my number 11 is, and this is kind of going to be shocking here because this guy's got an ADP of 1.12, so the back end of the first round, that's Aaron Jones. And I've got him at the 11th overall running back just because, you know, we have a little uncertainty with Aaron Rodgers. We do have the emergence of A.J. Dillon coming into that offense, which is going to, he's going to, you know, take the carries that Jamal Williams had. But, you know, they did give Aaron Jones an extension this year and a new contract. But they did invest a lot of draft equity into or high draft equity into AJ Dillon also. So I, I just don't see Aaron Jones's value gonna that is gonna be there quite as much as it as it has been, especially if you know we have an Aaron Rodgers issue. Uh, so that brings me to my number 10 because we're gonna go ahead and snake this. And this is where I've got Austin Eckler. I've got him a little bit higher than you do. Uh, for all of the reasons that you said, I, I think coming back from the injury, he really, you know assimilated into that offense with Justin Herbert and his pass catching ability, the fact that he doesn't necessarily need to come off the field and they tried to replace him last year. They brought in a couple guys with Justin Jackson and uh, I can't remember the other running backs name in there, but they tried to replace him. But Eckler is, you know, the cream of the crop of that running running back core. And I think he's going to carry that load this year. And I think he's going to provide you that really great PPR return. Yeah, and that brings me to my number 10, which is going to be, you know, your number 12 in uh, Cam Akers. Uh, everything that you, you know, you hit on, um, I really like him. I see him, for some reason, I've been doing a lot of uh, mock drafts, and somehow I always get him in my mock draft. Uh, but um, I do like his upside because uh, he showed at the very end of the season how much of a, of a, a big uh, – a, a, a big piece of their offense was going to be uh, moving forward. And like you said, I think the Matthew Stafford equation could hurt him, but I I'm, I'm really liking his ability. And then I go with, uh, um, with Aaron Jones at number nine. And um, 
you know, I, that was the biggest thing which you talked about AJ, with uh, AJ Dillon. Um, I think that he's going to steal a lot of carries, and they're going to use him a lot more this season. But they did pay Aaron Jones, so they're going to have to use him, and I think he'll have a good season. Yeah, they did pay him, but they also let Jamal Williams walk, so I think they needed to pay Aaron Jones to have that two running back set they're, that they're going to want to have. We'll see how that all unfolds. So at number nine here, I've got Joe Mixon. I think he is waiting for a real breakout season here. I think fantasy owners have been let down by Mixon. He he had a great second half of the season last year, but I don't think he's put together a complete season yet. And hopefully going forward, I think you know with Joe Burrow coming back, with the weapons that they put around him, and a little bit of an improvement to that offensive line, maybe Joe Mixon can have that really stellar breakout year to warrant that, you know, ninth overall running back or running back one uh, ranking that I've got here for him. So I'm going to move up to number eight, and this is where we're getting into the more elite running backs. I'm still in my tier three. My tier three started at the number 11 spot. I'm here at number eight now with Nick Chubb. Uh, even with the backfield with Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb showed to us that he is a reliable running back one. He's going to get tons of volume, tons of work on a team that's really good and strong as far as offensively. And we know the numbers he can put up. The only concern we have with him is his health. And that's why, you know, we have him as a ADP of 1.07. I've got him at the running back eight here. Okay. Okay. I see you. I see you. Well, um, I'm gonna go with my my tier two, my top my top of my tier two in running backs. He has got an ADP of uh, 1.7, sometimes the 1.6, and it's probably controversial to you uh, because you really like him, and that's Jonathan Taylor. Um, I like Jonathan Taylor, uh, but I just don't know how it's gonna happen with that three running back offense. Uh, are they going to um, give him the opportunity to be a three down back. I think that's the biggest reason why I see him here uh, in a full PPR league. Um, I think Jonathan Taylor does take a step back for me, and that's why I have him at number eight. Um, and then I go with my number seven, and my number seven is Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I'm, I'm, I think this is the year for Zeke to, to prove everybody wrong, to give everybody that shot to say, okay, you know, that was a weird year. Didn't have my full team, and I think this is the season where he's going to really uh, break out again. Um, and then if he doesn't, then it's done for Zeke. But um, I'm really liking Ezekiel Elliott this year. So it's kind of funny you said that because I've actually got Jonathan Taylor here at number seven. Uh, I'm really high on him, and I will 100% take him in the back half of the first round. Even at the if I have the sixth, seventh pick, depending on who's on the board, I would take Jonathan Taylor at that spot. He's got a ADP of 1.05. I've got him as the seventh back just because there are, in a PPR, six other guys that I would take ahead of him. Um, but Jonathan Taylor, for me, at number seven, for a lot of the reasons that you stated also, I just, once Naeem Hines and Marlon Mack leave that team, he is going to be a complete green light, good to go, probably 300 plus, you know, close to 300 carries a, a season. But for right now, I think he's slotted in here at number seven. And number six is where I'm going to break your heart because I know this is one of your guys here that you love and you probably have him a lot higher than I do. And that's Derrick Henry. I just – I don't think he is going to have as solid of a season as he had this past year. I, I think that's statistically difficult for him to do. Having 300-plus carries multiple years in a row, 
having an insane amount, not just 300 plus last season. He had 320 plus that that's a ridiculous workload. I think that's why we saw the Titans go after Julio Jones to make that offense a little less one dimensional. So even if he does get the same volume that he has had, I don't know if he's going to be quite as productive as he was in the past. So we'll see what happens there. And I've got him at number six. I like it. Um, I don't have him at six uh, here. Um, I'm I'm big with Chubb. Um, you know, I like Nick Chubb a lot this season. Um, that offense, you know, they're geared to running the ball. I understand what you're saying with, um, you know, the backup that he has and, and that, you know, they might and they might lose some things because Kareem Hunt steals some of his touchdowns. But um, I think that with Chubb being healthy all year this season, he's going to have a breakout year. Um, and that leads me to my number five, which is Alvin Kamara. Um, Alvin Kamara, to me, is such a risk-reward this season. Um, we, I think, obviously, when you draft, you'll know who the quarterback will be starting. If that quarterback is Taysom Hill, I, I'm putting Alvin Kamara maybe eight or nine because when you saw him on the field with Taysom Hill last season, Taysom stole all of his touchdowns. He handed the ball off more to Murray, and really Kamara just became a passing option, and he wasn't really looking to pass the ball. So... Uh, Kamara is really a, t- a top-tier talent on an offense that you just – I'm afraid of. So that's why I have him at five. Okay. Uh, at my five is where I have Zeke. Uh, for a lot of the reasons you said, I think he's going to have a great bounce-back year this year. He was doing great when Dak was in the offense. It's once Dak went away and that offense became one-dimensional, he didn't have a whole lot to do. Even though I know a lot of the naysayers will say, hey, what about Tony Pollard? Tony Pollard had a pretty – Great little run in there without Dak, and he did fine in that offense. Well, I I don't know if we're going to be able to explain that necessarily, but Zeke is one of those elite talents. He's going to have that bounce back year this year. He's going to provide you great value at the back end of the first round because people are going to be passing on him. I think he's someone that you can get great value out of if you have one of those late first-round picks because people are going to probably shy away from him because of the last season. And that kind of is a nice little segue into my next player who I've got at number four, which is Saquon Barkley. And I I think you may be able to get pretty good value for him. I've got him as the fourth best running back in this ranking. His ADP right now is at 106. So that means a lot of people might be shying away from taking him. If I have the fourth pick in the draft, I'm probably going to take Saquon if he's there. Uh, that'll kind of lead me into my next pick. I don't want to step on your toes too much. I know you can kind of catch up to where I am, but it kind of ties in with this where I've got Alvin Kamara at three. I know you shied away from him, but I think a lot of that, that we saw the inconsistency we saw once Drew Brees left the offense, I think it's because we had a new quarterback in there that was not used to or accustomed to starting in the NFL. And I think Taysom Hill was just kind of doing what he needed to do go to his first check down. I'm sorry, go to his first uh, receiver. And if it's not there, then he was going to take off. I think they're going to spend this off season. I think uh, they're, they're going to spend that time making sure that Alvin Kamara is reintegrated into this offense, regardless of whoever the quarterback is. And they're going to spend time making sure he gets those, that, that PPR, that passing game work and in the running game. But with that even being said, I think for me, if I'm sitting at the number three pick, 
and I have my choice between Kamara and Barkley, I'm probably going to go with Barkley. So let's go ahead and uh, send that over to you for yours. So you don't want to flip those two? <laughs> no, I, I, I still think ranking-wise, I would put Kamara ahead of Barkley, but personally, I am going to draft – I would draft Barkley over Kamara. I, that doesn't sound logical, but I'm here for the people that are listening to give them the best rankings – I just personally don't I, – I would feel more comfortable having Barkley because I think Barkley's got a little bit of a bad stigma on him from the last two seasons. I think had he played those two seasons and played to his full potential, he'd be in the conversation for that number one or number two pick. And that's the, the – I guess the value I'm going to be banking on instead. Okay, I got you. Well, I'm going with my number four with your number six, which is Derrick Henry. Um, I agree with you. Um, that the number one back from last year is going to have a regression uh, because they are retooling that offense with Julio Jones coming in. But I do see them having opportunities, many opportunities when they're in the red zone, and they're only going to give it to one guy. And so that's why he's up in my top four. Um, you know, it was a really tough decision between him and the guy that I went three, which was Barkley. I, I think that if I had the choice between these two options – if I was given down, I would actually do the opposite, just like you said. I might take, I'd probably take Henry over Barkley if they were both on the board, um, because I want the safe option, uh, where Barkley is a big risk, but he could be a big reward for your team uh, if he does have that great year, because that offense is tailored around Saquon. And that Absolutely. is the biggest thing, that they really want him there. They're going to give him the ball if he's healthy. Uh, so that's why he's my number three. Uh, what do you want to go with that number two? Well, I, I'm assuming number uh, two and one, we probably have the same order here. And I've got Dalvin Cook at two and McCaffrey at one. Uh, CMC is the number one running back prospect in all fantasy drafts, in my opinion, regardless if it's standard or PPR, especially if it's PPR. If it's PPR, he and you're sitting at the 101, don't do anything stupid. Don't overthink it. Take CMC. That's it. He, he's a league winner. He's a franchise fantasy player. Dalvin Cook is great. He is going to get, you know, high volume. He is the focal point of that offense. But Christian McCaffrey's on a different level as far as being the end-all and be-all of the offense in Carolina. And I agree. It's, you're right. We're, we're the same uh, at 2-1. and one. Um, and, and everything that you said, um, you know, with Cook, he had an amazing year last year. I see him staying healthy all season, which will be huge for him. Um, and you could tell that Carolina, they could have brought him back last season, but they were like, it's not even worth it. And so I think he's going to be very healthy. He's got plenty of rest. Um, and that offense goes by Christian McCaffrey. So I am 100% agreement in that. All right, cool. Um, maybe we could do a little uh, would you rather here. Sure. Um, let me give you a little scenario here. If you're on the, If you're picking in a draft, and you're sitting in the third round. Um, yeah, and I guess this does matter what you took in the first two rounds, but let's just go in this situation here. Would you rather draft Chris Carson or David Montgomery? Third round. Third round. Um, because of the situation in Chicago, I'm going Chris Carson. I know that Chris Carson has probably the better backup of the two, um, but I would rather go with an offense that I feel more trust in. 
Okay, so for you there, you're more so concerned that the Chicago offense isn't going to be able to sustain David Montgomery. Yeah, I mean, I think that the biggest issue for Montgomery is touchdowns um, because the offense is going to move by whoever's at the quarterback. Hopefully it's Fields uh, if they're smart and they go Fields. Um, And with Fields and with Robinson, um, which we'll talk about in our next episode, I think they can get the ball down the field, but I do think that Chris Carson is going to get those touches in the red zone. Now, remember, David Montgomery did have a top four running back second half of the season last year. He, he was one of our top four running backs as far as the second half of the season was concerned. So that that that's why I posed that question. That To me, that's a tricky decision to make between those two. Um, let's talk about another one. Let's move up the rankings a little bit, and let's say we're back in the early third round now. And let's say you've got Cam Akers and Austin Eckler to choose from. Which one are you going to go with? See, that's another tough one for me because I, I, for some reason, I'm a big Cam Akers fan. I think that Eckler, if you are, if you're bringing your fantasy team and you want somebody that's going to be um, great on both sides of the ball, catching the ball, running the ball, you go with Eckler every single time. Um, so I'm, I probably would have taken, I would take Eckler there. Um, if I'm smart, but I'd have a hard time not taking Acres. Yeah, that's one that's tough for me. And that's whenever I was down to my doing my rankings, and I especially came down to these two players. And I'm sorry, I said beginning of the third round. I meant beginning of the second round. Mm-hmm. So this is getting your second running back here. If you're going running back, running back, I, I would I think I would have to take Eckler. And that's why one of the reasons when I sat down and really statted these guys out, thinking about just the amount of volume that Eckler's gonna have in comparison to Cam, because we know Sean McVay. He likes to throw a wrench in there every now and then. He loves to rotate his running backs. Uh, he even did it with Todd Gurley towards the end there. So I'm not completely bought in on the fact until I actually see proof of product with Cam Akers. So I would take Eckler in that scenario. All right. I'll give you one. How about if you had the choice? You're at the end of the third round, and we're going to talk about that guy, Najee Harris. You had either him or you had uh, Raheem Oyster. Who would you go? Oh, I'm taking Harris. I don't even have to think about that. I would take Harris. I would start thinking about taking Harris at late second round because I don't think he's going to make it past, excuse me, I don't think he's going to make it past early third round or mid third round. So where I'm targeting Najee Harris is if I have a late second round pick, which meant I had an early first round pick. So I'm thinking, hey, if I have an early first round pick and I'm able to get a guy like Dalvin, uh, Saquon, or Zeke, or even a Jonathan Taylor, Okay, if I'm talking about those first four picks and then I'm able to couple them with Najee Harris at the back end of the second round, I'm really happy with that. What about yourself? Yeah, I'd have a, I'd have uh, an easier time going with Harris as well just because um, I know he's the back. I don't see anybody taking his reps, and he can be a three-down back where I think that uh, they will interchange in San Francisco a little bit. Not a lot, but a little bit. Yeah, while I love Mostert, I just – He's had some of the injury bugs in his career. We know that Kyle Shanahan likes to keep a stable of running backs, and he usually goes with the hot hand, whether it's like Jeff Wilson or in the past it was Jarek McKinnon or, you know, typically was Raheem Mostert, but we've seen him go to whoever is running the hottest. And I, to me, that's, that's a little bit scary. Mostert's a guy I'd rather have as maybe my running back three or my running back four, for sure my running back four. But I don't want to rely on Mostert necessarily this coming season as my running back one or two. 
Well, I I do think that you know when you're making your decision uh, for this this year, when you're making that running back decision, I think it's huge and important um, that you really think about that the running backs, that top tier running back, is going to go flighty, and there are a lot more wide receivers this season um, that are you know top tier wide receivers. I think that you can get a little bit later in the draft. Um, but those top running backs, you want to try to grab as many as possible. Oh, absolutely. Um, when we're talking about tiers here, I for my first two, three picks, I'm going to be zoning in on running backs. Unless I have that opportunity to take a Travis Kelsey um, in that weird late first-round spot, or uh, I think that's the only or, – or even a Darren Waller maybe in early third round. Uh, I'm going to be focusing on these running backs here because – I've got six tiers of running backs in my top 24. And if I can get two to three of those guys within those first three rounds, I'll be pretty happy. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of strange to think that tight end is such a need so early on if you can get it. Yeah, and that's what, I mean, you talked about in our last episode with Kyle Pitts. He could be the wild card here where if you do – end up passing on those first three rounds of those top tier running those top tier tight ends you might be able to take that gamble on Kyle Pitts like in the fourth fifth sixth round and see if you can outsmart everyone but I to me like we talked about that's a gamble and I'm going to stick with these running backs early rounds well like always make sure to um, watch us in our next episode we're going to be talking about uh, wide receivers our top 24 um, you can always catch us on Spotify, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and of course on YouTube. And like always, cover two. Cover two.